The show's about to start. Are you ready? what's going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff trunnipole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the university of cincinnati bearcats now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up I have over 1,000 subscribers now. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. We got a very special guest on the show today. He's none other than... Chad, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Glad to be here. Well, a lot's been happening here lately with the Bearcats. <laughs> we got spring football on Saturday. Two days before that, we got a new basketball coach. I mean, you haven't been busy at all, have you? I think this is uh, my fifth show in six days. So. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad I get to be a part of a. <laughs> of, of the shows that uh, that you're on, I appreciate you carving some time out for me. I know you're really busy, and on the scale of shows, my mine's just a little peon, so I do appreciate it. So, <laughs> question for you: what What is your thoughts of West Miller? I mean, is it Miller time? Are we going to enjoy this, or, or what are your What are your first thoughts on, on the first impression you got with him? So far, really impressed. I mean, he's he's a super sharp guy. Um, he. He knows kind of what his vision is. He knows what his plan is. He's putting it in motion uh, quickly. You know, it's one of those things where you just kind of get a a feel right away for somebody, Mm -hmm. what their personality is, how they're going to be kind of, you know, in my job to work with, uh, to to deal with in terms of the the flow of information. Uh, He's been incredible so far. I, I mean, uh, it, it's not often you have a coach, the new coach hit you up at, uh, 10, 15, 10 45 on a Sunday night. Say, Hey, you want to do an hour podcast? <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, coach, yes. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> hey, give him my number. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, so, but yeah, I, he's been great. Okay, sorry. What's he's that? He's been great. He's been yeah, great. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I like what I've seen. I mean, uh, during the press conference, Mikey Saunders decided he's coming back. I know today you tweeted out that uh, Tariusian is going to LSU. Um, have we heard anything about Madsen or any of the other guys that might be coming back or transfer portal guys or anything like that? Mason's coming back. Mason is good, good, good. Yeah, all right. Mason's back. Mason's back. Mikey's back. So he got two out of the three from that freshman class, and I think that was uh, that was that was what needed to be done just mm-hmm. for roster stability to to, right. to, to have a clue. You couldn't go into the transfer portal needing eight, nine guys. Right. If you get it to six or seven, uh, that's a much more reasonable number. 
So um, I think those were, were critical. Tari, it just time kind of ran out. I mean, you got to think, and I, I warned about this as everything was, was dragging on with the John Brandon situation, you're giving other schools a, a month. You gave, exactly. you gave LSU a month head start uh-huh. to, to recruit Tari Eason. West Miller had five days. Yep. He flew out to Seattle. He did everything he could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I heard th- they made it really difficult, but, but LSU had a lead from the day he got the job and, and, mm-hmm. and they held on to it. So that one's unfortunate, but, uh, I, I think you're in good hands with both Mikey and, and Mason Madsen back. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was saying when they were having the, the, uh, um, John Brandon saga drag out. I said, look, I said, uh, I don't know if you ever watched my show. I, I mean, I supported, uh, coach Brandon, but I mean, I support whoever is the coach. That's my team. So I'm going to support them. But I was like, look, if he's not going to be the coach, you need to figure out a way to get, get him out the door <laughs> so we can right. move forward because the longer this takes, the more kids are going to leave. And the, and the kids in the transfer portal, they're already going to start talking to schools and we didn't have anybody you know talking to him. So yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying there. That, that was my biggest concern with the time frame of that way they were doing this in. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was the unfortunate part of, of how things played out. I mean, there's, there's some stuff, obviously when it, when it's handed over to the lawyers that are, that are beyond everybody's control. We're Um, never going to know everything. I think (laughs) that depends on it. I mean, that's up to John. I think at this point in time, if it goes to court, we'll find out Uh, (laughs) that, that, well, that's, that's when I say money talks. If they pay enough money, he'll, he'll be quiet. So well, we'll see. <laughs> so you know, it was just a matter of uh, with Tari. Uh, he had already built a pretty strong relationship with LSU, and yeah. uh, it was it was too much to overcome. But yeah, onward and upward. Yeah, he's the one. I, I, I don't know, I'm glad we got Saunders, and I'm glad we got Madsen back. I really wanted Easton back because right? he, to me, honestly, he was looking like a young Corey Blunt. You know, just toward the end of the uh, end of the season, the way he was starting to play, he was starting to get get it together, and that's where I was really hoping we get to keep him, but. We'll see what's going on. But we had a rainy Bearcat spring football game where you were there. I was there. Uh, it was a lot colder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. The uh, defense looks unbelievable. Now, uh, they were saying that the defense was calling the offensive plays before the, the offense was. So that might have something to do with it. But I think this this defense could be a top 10, top five defense in the country. That's the expectation. They they expect to be number one if mm. you talk to them. Well, that's you that's know, good. <laughs> they, they they were top five last year, and they felt like we got we got room to still improve. Um, and, and really, when you think about it, what's crazy is the defense dominated, mm-hmm. and guys like Kobe Bryant and and Ahmad Gardner and and Myjay Sanders played what twenty snaps. Yeah, if that, <laughs> and and they got them out, which is the—I mean, one of those guys, those guys don't exactly need spring game reps, right? Uh, right, underneath their belt. But that's the crazy thing to me is, you know, watching spring practice um, over the past couple weeks. I mean, you're looking out there and you're seeing, you know, four-star guys running with the third team, right? And not because they're not good. But because right. there's that much talent already ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're looking at Jaheim Thomas and and Sammy Anderson, two guys that were the jewel of two recruiting classes ago. Uh, they're running second and, and third team reps right now just because there's so much depth and so much talent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stacked on that defense on top of each other. Uh, and then you had the, the super seniors, the guys that returned to, to add even more to it. So, um, it's, it, this defense has been fun to watch and it's, it's been crazy because, you know, every, every day or two, you'll see the offense get on a little hot streak in practice. Right. And, right. Uh, I think, uh, last Monday it was, um, it was in seven on seven. Okay. And the, the first three drives of seven on seven, the ball didn't touch the turf. The, the offense Ooh. was lighting it up. Nice. And the rest of the practice, the defense was like, hell no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> no. I, I hope you guys had fun for that that 12 minutes that we let right. you have fun. Because right. you're done for the rest of the day. And they were right. done for the rest of the day. I, I, I you know, we, we get a chance to be down there and then you'll talk to guys coming off the field. And just something little, like I, I was talking to Malik, Malik Van one day. And he's like, one of the offensive linemen said something. And, and that was it. The rest of the day, we were just like, you're done. <laughs> 
you, <laughs> you, you get nothing the rest of the day. I mean, you're seeing like, and you'd never see this. You're seeing seven on seven, the quarterback just eating the ball and like not throwing it because there's nothing open. No, it's seven yeah. on seven. And then you add one of the top five defensive lines in the country to the field, and mm-hmm. it gets even worse, man. I, 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 I do not envy Mike Denbrock, Desmond Ritter, and that offense because every right. day is is a pain in the, you know what, behind yeah. as Wes Miller would say. Right. Yeah. 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 Kick I, their I, don't, tail. I don't know what this show's rated. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's rated whatever you want to say, man. <laughs> I don't care. But yeah. But speaking of the West or West Miller. That, that, I'll get back to that. That was one of the best things that I loved him saying in the press conference that he wanted to beat Xavier. He goes, I know about rivalries and I want to kick Xavier's tail. So that I got, I never go back to basketball, but you, you bring that up. Like that was one of the coolest things he said in, in that press conference. I thought, here's the funny thing. I almost didn't get to ask that question. Oh yeah. They wanted to, they, they, they gave the one more, uh, like one more question. And, and Joe Daneman, I think asked him something. It was a good question. I love yeah. Joe D. But nobody had asked Xavier. So I'm looking right. over at, at Ryan Coslin, who's who's standing there getting ready to shut the press conference off. And, and you've got your mask on, so I can't I can't mouth it to him. So I'm like, no, I'm pointing my finger at him like I'm asking one more question. And uh and we got it. It was in. a good question. I, it had, it had, somebody had to. I was waiting. Right. I, didn't I was waiting like, for somebody to do that. I was waiting for somebody to ask that question. I'm like, come on. I'm like, <laughs> but you, so, you stepped up. So then when they got to one more, I'm like, nobody's asked it. Somebody like this cannot end with nobody right. asking about Xavier. Right. Uh, right. So, so I, I interrupted and, and, and got a second question at the end <laughs> and it, it got, it got applause. Like, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I won the press conference. Oh, but, but I'm not, but, but, I'm not, I'm sorry, not I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. <laughs> no, nah, but that, that was cool. Like I said, I, it got me fired up on, on that. And then, like I said, then going Saturday to the uh, spring spring game was fun. And I got to tell you this. Like I said, I don't know if you ever watched the show before. Probably not. But when I checked in uh, a time or two. All right, cool. Well, when the Bearcats were going to the Sugar Bowl, I said that the Bearcats had a chance to win. Peaceful. Day off. I, I said they had a chance to, to beat Georgia is what I said. I got blown up from Georgia fans because I still got a. There's a Georgia fan on here on here right now trying to talk smack to me. So and and I'm like, um, hello. If you don't kick a sixty freaking yard field goal, we win. Or if yep. we convert the third down, we win. So you guys can, you know what? <laughs> so, or if or if our two best players on defense play. Oh yeah. Or if if our offensive lineman isn't a jackass and get kicked out. Because dude, I'm telling you what. That after he got kicked out, they got pressure on Ritter. Before that, they weren't getting yeah. pressure on him, and that's what I was I trying mean, to tell the Georgia fans. They're like, "Oh no, we got this!" Like, did you watch the game? I'm just that, that. That's a first round NFL draft pick. You're trying to block. You, you had yeah. to have James Hudson in there to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that was that was uh, that was fun. A lot of fun. I told them they're all like, "Oh, you know, after the game, you got to go live." I'm like, "All right." So I went live on my phone, and I said, "A couple of them are like." Well, you you sound like you're making excuses. Like I'm not making excuses. We damn near beat you. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I mean that was that was the biggest takeaway from that game is man for man. You see, was every bit as good as Georgia, right? And that's the thing. What you're just saying there. Get back to 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 the depth that we have on our football program. I don't think we had that kind of depth even when Brian Kelly was there. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, this is the 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 most talented team I think in UC football history, from from top to bottom. You know, from first string all the way down to third string. That offense was probably better at the top. Um, just because you had so much experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you had you had the best well, had player. On the field. And, yeah, you had, yeah. You had the best player on the field every game with right, Marty. Right. Right. And, and until they got to the <laughs> sugar bowl. Yeah, but we don't, we don't need a that's time that's time. neither here nor there. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> like to just forget about that that game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's been it's been fun being a a Bearcat football fan. People ask me like, "So, are you guys a, a a football school now?" I said, "I said, no, nah, dude. We're we're still a basketball school. We got two national championships and six final fours. We're still a basketball school. It's just it's it's just kind of in the the lower echelon right now. It's it's going to get built back up. I I think West Miller has got a shot to to do that. And I I'll tell you this. I, I wanted like a lot of most Bearcat fans. I wanted uh, Eric Martin. I thought that'd been cool to have him as the coach." But 
if you look at what, what Met, Wes Miller did at UNC Greensboro, 10 years, built it from scratch. He's got 10 years of head coaching experience, building a program. Eric Martin is a Bearcat. I don't know if you call him legend, but he's part of the Final Four team. He's got 14 years as an assistant. So I love Eric Martin. I would have been fine. I would have been great. I've been ecstatic with that. But I think I got to give it to Cunningham. I think he made the right choice in, in Miller. And I I think in a couple of years, we might be back up to going to the, uh, the tournament again every year. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're allowed to be both, by the way. Yes. Yes. You're, you are, you're allowed you are to be allowed in football both. and basketball school. I, I know, I know some people, uh, did I lose her? Um, I, I know some people think you can only be one at a time, but, but you're allowed to be both. It, it's funny because we've seen, uh, the, the two times that football has really surged, basketball's kind of, kind of had a dip. So it's, it's helped to, to have at least one strong, but I, I truly believe with, with Wes Miller and Luke Fickle. Like we could be in for a heck of a ride over the next couple of years, and, and and as far as Eric Martin, I, I think that you're right. And the biggest thing that that tilted the scales to West Miller was experience, because you're you're dealing with a guy that has has gone through the learning curve. Like, and I've said this a couple of times. I, I think if I think if you look at like where the program was two years ago, that would right. have been a good a good window for Eric Martin to come in or, or a guy with no coaching experience to come in because you could have taken some lumps while you had Jaron Cumberland and, and Trey Scott and you know some some guys to help you out. The way thing the where things are at right now, you need kind of a guy that's comfortable in his identity, a guy that that understands his spot, um, a guy that has 10 years of head coaching experience and he's made the mistakes. He's made the, the errors along the way that he's learned from. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the biggest like factors that tilted things in him. His favor is, you know, he just, he's had a chance to, to, to grow and to figure out who he is as a head coach. And right now, you know, he's walking in six guys on the roster right now there's no better time to have a veteran head coach than uh, dealing with, you know, coming into a roster that needs rebuilt. You have to hit the transfer portal uh, and hopefully find guys that, that you have connections with and that you've recruited in the past. That's something that, that a head coach is built to do uh, a lot better than an assistant. So I think that's where, you know, Wes really edged out guys like Aaron Martin. And the other name mm -hmm. that was right there at the end was Ryan Peden. Yes, uh, yes, who's the associate head or assistant head coach at Ohio State? Yes. Well, I, I gotta give you a fist bump because you, you're awesome right there. You kept talking as my my internet went freaking crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, done, I don't know. I've done huh? this stuff a time or two. Yeah, I'm just like, what the heck happened? I like jumped on my phone and I get back on my computer. I'm like, what the heck? So, but yeah, I get the to to Westmore. Yeah, I, I do think they 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 made the right choice. And the thing about basketball is different than football. Is you know we. Basketball, every damn near everybody makes a tournament, you know. So you have a chance from UC, from the American Athletic Conference, you have a chance to win a national title. Football, it's a lot harder, and that's the one thing that concerns me about being in the American. The, the American, I, I, Luke, look, he's turned down how many different you know Big Ten jobs. So everybody keeps saying, "Oh, he's going to go to Big Ten. Well, well, he hasn't left yet, and I'm not saying he's going to, but eventually, I think he might get frustrated of not having a chance to win a national championship here. What have you heard any rumors? I know with COVID and everything, everything's been shut down, but any rumors at all about us getting out and getting to the uh, ACC no, or they, anything like that? There's those things you don't really know about until they happen. Yeah. Those, those things are done behind closed doors. I, that's that. I love everybody, you know, in realignment, everybody has a source. Everybody, everybody knows <laughs> what's going on. Right, right. Until something happens and nobody knew it was about – nobody knew Pittsburgh and Syracuse were leaving the Big East. Right. Like, there, there was nobody speculating on that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people get paid a lot of money to keep that stuff quiet. I mean, you're starting in 2023 to 2025. Almost all the major conferences have their TV contracts coming up. If something's right. going to happen, it's going to be in that window. But okay. – 
until then, I mean, it's right. it's we're it's we're we're, speculation. we're pretty much stuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're pretty much stuck where where we're at. Which, I mean, it's uh, it just stinks. I mean, because I, I I loved being in the Big East. The Big East was so much fun. Uh, one thing I wish would have happened is I wish Hugs could have got to be the head coach when we went to the Big East, at least for a year, just to just to you know go into with a you know not to with a puncher's bad. chance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, Mick, dude, I. I'll give it to Mick. I I, I, kiss, I used to defend him a lot of time. People are like, oh, you need to get a new coach. I'm like, do you realize what situation he walked into? He had one scholarship player. That was it. <laughs> and he had to rebuild the whole damn thing. So, I mean. And in the best conference ever. Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. And, I mean, by the time we left, we were in the in the Big East championship game. Or we, yeah. we didn't leave. They left us. But, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know. That whole situation, what Mick did doesn't get enough credit. And no. look at look at DePaul, look at St. John's, look at mm-hmm. it, there's a bunch of programs that never got USF never got out of the basement. Right. USF struggled to win a game every mm-hmm. year, and the, right. DePaul struggled to win a game every year. And, and with Mick, he started from absolute scratch, and you could see every year it was building yep. and building and building. And then once he broke through, you know, they, they, they get to a sweet 16, they play for a Big East championship. Uh, they beat, they were the only team to beat Syracuse healthy that year. Yeah. Um, you know, that, the, the, well, shoot the, the first, the first year, you remember in the, in the uh, tournament, the, in the Big East tournament, we got beat by a, a McNamara half court shot. Yeah. I think that was, was that the first, first year or was that the that second was, year? No, that was Andy Kennedy's year. I don't, this, you don't want to talk the second year. Yeah. They yeah, first, yeah to, that was Andy, the, yeah you're right. It was Andy Kennedy, the yeah. Second year they lost to DePaul uh, in the Big East tournament. They and might have Big, DePaul's only win of the only Big East win of the year. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. about right. That wasn't good. <laughs> no, I just I just remember McNamara hitting that shot. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me! Like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, we've had so so many of those throughout the years. But but I think I said I think we're on to bigger, better things. But the, the most exciting thing is the Bearcat football. Now, question here for you real quick, because I know uh, you say you give me a half hour, so we got about nine minutes, so let's make this my last question, <laughs> and I'll get you out of here. What, where do you think, in your opinion, Chad Brundle, where do you think your opinion the Bearcats are be football teams will be ranked this year, at the beginning, beginning of the year? I think right about seven or eight is probably where I think they'll start. Um, okay. they, they obviously gained a ton of respect with what, you know, how the, the, the Peach Bowl played out. And mm-hmm. they they return the two things that you have to return, right? Right. The head coach and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's what pollsters know, right? You know, you return the head coach, return the quarterback, and uh, and everything is is in the eyes of the national people uh, very rosy. And then you know you have some guys pop back on defense that that you didn't expect. Like I was, I, Kobe Bryant shocked me. Yeah. And he shot the coaching staff. Uh, you know, everybody expected he was gonna, he was gonna, you know, call it a Bolt. career, call it a right. college career, mm-hmm. and and give give the draft a shot. And I guess in the locker room after the Peach Bowl, like I, Marcus Freeman made a joke, and Kobe kind of hit him with like, uh, you know, I'm think I'm I'm thinking about it, and you know, because I think Freeman was like, run it back, you know, yeah, and, right, and Kobe was yeah. like. I'm thinking about it. I, I just need a couple of days to go home, right? And and think it over, and then he decides to come back. And then DeBlanco and Beavers and Brooks and Brown. Now all of a sudden you've got you know these guys that have five and six years experience in the middle mm-hmm. of your defense mm-hmm. and on the outside of your defense, and, and you've got one of the best corners in the country and Ahmad Gardner. You've got, you know, a, a a pass rushing. I don't know the last time UC's really had a guy like Majay Sanders. No, no. <laughs> we, we've seen we've seen a lot of like, you know, the the the, the Connor Barwin type. Yeah, that was that, more. That's the first name came to my head was was him, but that was really a one year. Yeah, and that was more like he was he was a hybrid, but he was more of a power hybrid, right? Yeah, right. When's the last time we really had that long twitchy? Mm-hmm. You know, unstoppable pass rushing edge guy. Um, it's been a <laughs> and, long time. Antoine Peak, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I think Peak would probably be. And yeah. Was Peak was Peak as as long and athletic and as as Majay is like? Uh, probably not I, as long, but he he was. I remember he was a, him. Yeah, he I remember him big. being bigger. Yeah, I remember him yeah. being bigger. 
where Maize is kind of that that quick twitch, you know, uh, he I felt bad a couple times for Dylan O'Quinn. He's got this spin move to the inside mm-hmm. that he sets you up because he he's coming up field, he's coming up field, right. he's coming up field, and then all of a sudden he he takes that that left foot, plants it in the ground, and hits this spin move back to the inside. And you know if it's live, Desmond Ritter's just dead, right? Right. right. Because it's a free shot once he comes yeah. out of that spin move. Like right. he's he's coming straight for the quarterback. That, that that's a guy that you just get excited to watch. Like everybody, it's funny. I wondered about this since Luke Fickle got here, how people would react to being, you know, a defensive minded program because right. everybody wanted the Brian Kelly years mm-hmm. where you're scoring 45, 50 points a game. Right. Um, but we've seen it with Freeman and I think we're going to continue to see it with Mike Tressel. This defense is fun to watch. Yeah. Like when they get out there and, and teams are just three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. <laughs> exactly. like, even a team as good as Georgia, they really yeah. struggled. To, the only thing they could do was chuck the ball 50 yards down the field right? and hope that, that you know, a guy made a play and, and they George Pickens was incredible. Yeah. yeah that so he good. made a lot of plays. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but they had no offense. Right. Outside of that. And, and watching this defense dominate over the years, has really become a hell of a lot of fun because you when you think of fun football, you think of throwing it around and five wide mm-hmm. and, and and scoring touchdowns. But when a defense plays like this defense does and they they play with attitude, they play with swagger, mm-hmm. and like they've got that confidence about them. That, that's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, to me, that's just as much fun to watch as, right. you know, holding a team to – remember back, everybody was talking about the SMU, the SMU's yes. offense. Or, oh, yeah. You know, there was, there was gonna be a stretch test for us. There. Yeah. Memphis's <laughs> yeah. offense, SMU's offense. Mm-hmm. Those teams look like a fish out of water. They couldn't do, you know, they had what, one drive each? Right. They scored a touchdown. And the rest yeah. of the time, they were just completely yeah. suffocated. Like they had a snake, you know, squeezing the life out of them. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you come in and those were those were both top five offenses when they yeah, came we, into that those games. And they got destroyed. And we have everybody coming back, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. I'm like, yeah. yes. And the cool thing is I can actually go to a damn game this year. That's what I'm excited <laughs> about. Because I, you know, I, I, when I went to the spring game, that's the first time I've been in the stadium in a year. And I tell everybody this all the time here. I think Nippert at night is one of the coolest. It's the best. Places the best. to watch a full college ball game. It is, everybody's like, why? I'm like, because it's in the middle of campus. It's down in the, the hole. It, the, the noise doesn't go anywhere. It's all right there. So it's nice and loud. And the, the ruckus where the student section is going nuts. And it's it's just awesome. I freaking love it. <laughs> it was it was so weird, the start of the season, being there with the place empty. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was weird it, watching it. I mean, it was so eerie. Just like, you know, you, I'm a guy that, like, I, 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 I make sure to, like, soak in those moments. Because I don't mm-hmm. – you know what I never want to be? I, I never want to be that grumpy ass jaded sports guy, like sports journalist, <laughs> right? That that hates everything, right? Like, so I, I make sure, like, you know, the UCF game a couple years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. before the game, like before you really get immersed in in the coverage and and trying right. to dissect um, what's happening, like just stand there for a second and, t- and soak it in. And you know when the when the team takes the field, like feel that emotion of the crowd, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that that passion that you get in Nippert Stadium for a game like that on national mm-hmm. TV, like you have to take you have to if you don't have an appreciation for it, that's mm-hmm. when you get that's when you get jaded. That's when you you, right. you know we've had too many guys in this town that that write about sports and talk about sports that when you hear them I think they that they hate sports. they hate it right I know. That, that that's where I always try to people get on me because I'm always Mr. Opti- optimism, but I mean I will if something's going wrong I will call them out on. But like I just say with the, with the Reds are starting out six and one everybody or five and one everybody's like well this ain't gonna last forever. I was like right. just enjoy, enjoy it, it, people. Just, I mean no, it's not gonna last the whole time, but this is great. <laughs> that, that's what I don't get about a lot of people now. Like if you're not enjoying it, what are you doing? Right. Why, why yes. are you watching? Why are you a why? fan? Why, why are you are watching you, it? <laughs> why are you subjecting yourself to misery? Right. Right? Yes. Like, yes. why Why do you hate it? If you're going to hate it, 
do something else. Don't watch it. <laughs> Take your dog for a walk. Like find something on Netflix that makes you happy. Like, <laughs> right. exactly. especially like, you know, we, uh, I talk about this a lot <clears throat> back in, you know, 2017, 18, when, when X and UC were both really, really good. Oh yeah. And I, and I told people that entire season, enjoy it because this is not normal. Like this Mm -mm. is not quit taking it for granted. Quit freaking out about everything that happens. Mm -hmm. Just sit back and enjoy that. You have an incredible team Mm -hmm. that is fun to watch. Get Mm -hmm. sit back and and enjoy Luke fickle. Mm -hmm. You never know how long that's going to last. You never know, you know what happens there. I think Mm -hmm. he wants to, and will be here for a while, but but you never know what comes you calling that that he right. can't turn down. What if what yeah. if a legit like high level NFL franchise really does come calling for Luke Fickle? Right. Th- that's hard to say no to. Like it, it, it is. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Enjoy it. Enjoy exactly. the success because this is the thing that this is the thing that that's lost now. This is what people take for granted. Winning is hard. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Everybody thinks winning just should be like like taken for granted. Every you know, winning should be expected. No, nah, man, winning is hard. And yep. when you've got coaches that are good at it and you've got teams that are good at it, mm-hmm. smile, lighten yeah. up, enjoy it. Exactly. Exactly. One thing I would tell you real quick what you said the the uh, the stadium was eerily empty. That reminds me of the uh the Tim Murphy years <laughs> for the Bear Bearcat football when I when I was going to college there when we could just pretty much walk in the stadium and nobody was there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's how far back I go. So <laughs> you and you and you and 300 of your closest friends. <laughs> right. Exactly. We can have a conversation, you know, across the field from each other. <laughs> All right, Chad. Well, it's 601. I appreciate it. you say you give me a half hour. Let's do this again sometime. This was absolutely a blast. I appreciate it. And just tell everybody where they get the Bearcat Journal, how to get it. I know you got a discount going on and all that stuff. So, so uh, tell we everybody about your 60% website. off today. 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 Today, today only. Today uh, and today only. Bearcatjournal.com. We got a lot of good stuff. Wall-to-wall coverage of spring football uh, that, that's now wrapping up. We've got uh, my interview, my podcast with Wes Miller. Uh, that, that's on the basketball page and basketball recruiting is about to explode. Uh, if, if you want to know, if you want to know maybe a couple names for assistant coaches, go to bearcatjournal.com. If you want to know a couple, couple names to watch in the transfer portal, Uh-oh. go to bearcatjournal.com. I'm sold. Uh, we, we've got everything there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had somebody say to me today, they were like, LSU, LSU came in at the last moment and got Tori Easton. I'm like, well, <laughs> That's because you're on Twitter. If you were on BearcatJournal.com, you would have known LSU was the place to watch for a couple days now. Exactly. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on. It was a great time. And uh, we'll do it again. Sounds good, brother. Take it easy. All right. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. So, yeah, if you guys want to know anything and everything about Bearcats, go subscribe to BearcatJournal.com. He's got, like I said, he's got podcasts. He's got an hour podcast of Wes Miller. I might go subscribe just because of that, which I haven't subscribed yet because I'm trying to talk my wife into let me do it. And I've spent a lot of money on other stuff. So we'll see what happens. But I would definitely recommend you guys checking that out. Jeremy D, where you been at? I have been sitting in the back watching you two. And I got to tell you something. I think he was talking about me and he didn't even know it what's that he talked about us fans never being happy not one (laughs) yes he was was killing me yes i I was i was waiting for the jeffism to come out (laughs) thank god it didn't lord knows what he would have said but you know I admit I'm that same type of guy too, uh, but at, when it comes down to the bottom of my bones, I am Cincinnati Bengals, and I can complain, I can be upset, but man, next week I'm, and, and that's and that's how we all are. And and since he said that, and not to switch anything, whatever you want to go into, we'll go into, man. But hey, man. Um, what? With Bengal fans, does it seem to you, it seems to me like this, and I don't know about uh, you guys out there, comment, 
question, whatever, uh, let me know too. But do you ever notice that when the Bengals have a not that great year, but we win our last four games, or if we uh, maybe had a decent year and go eight and eight, or we have a whole different fan base. But then when we go four and 12 or whatever, then we have a whole different fan base uh, until the next season starts. I don't know if anybody's noticed that, but I, like after watching that last game, I have noticed that our fan base has really like ramped it up. They're upset and they're ready to win. And that's okay. But I just feel like at the end of every year, if we do, you know, if we win four in a row, you know what? Our base seems okay with that. They see good things coming. And I think just to give defense to some of those guys out there like me, when you watch a game, the last game of the year, and we get pummeled like that, it does kind of bring you down. But you know what? We're Bengal fans, and we're going to come back up, baby. So yeah. just wanted to say, man. He was talking to me. Yeah, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I just want to warn you because I don't know how much of the show you watched before you jumped on. I pretty much completely lost the show again. I had to jump on my phone for a second. And I'm like, what the heck? And he, luckily, Chad kept talking. I, I couldn't see nothing. My, I got this nice new computer, but my internet, I it's, it's really squirrely down here. So it's kind of, so hopefully we won't lose it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just to warn you. So if I go away for a little while again, you need to start talking. I just, <laughs> exactly. Hope you guys are ready for it the, because there's a lot up in here. Trust me, Lord. We can yeah, go for not, days, guys. Not, not everybody really wants to know what's all up in that mess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got the Reds tonight uh, versus the D backs at 640. Your boy, Luis Castillo, is one and one with a 7.40 ERA. Zach Gallen, 0 and 0 for the Diamondbacks, 2. 2.25 ERA and Moose is back, baby. So I'm very happy. I missed the Reds playing. We'll hopefully we'll get back on a winning track starting tonight. They were playing them two or three game series. Hopefully, we'll take at least two out of three, maybe three out of three. See, Wink, Winker's in there, Nyquin's in there, Gino, Joey, Moose, and Zell, Barnhart. India and Luis Castillo. So I think we owe them paybacks for a last weekend because not a whole lot went right for the Reds in Arizona. But like I said, when they headed out there, not a whole lot goes right for the Reds when they go out West. It, it, it doesn't. And that's just the truth. And it's not a, uh, some magical potion. It's not some, uh, it, it's just, the way it is, I don't understand it. Uh, you know, it's uh, why why does the Earth gravity? Why do we have oxygen? I, I don't know. You know, um, but I do believe uh, we've got some payback coming. I, I can see at least, uh, if not the sweep, at least oh, got, we got we got one two out of three. We we got because yeah. right now we're a half a game up on Milwaukee, but I mean we're nine and six. We're hitting. We're we're at a 600 winning percentage, but it, it's it's not like you, you can't take your foot off the gas. They gotta they gotta keep going. And like I said, we owe them. It, it's time. And, and Luis Castillo, hopefully him and, and uh, Tucker Barnhart are on the same page tonight, and we can get a win. And like I said, I, I'm kind of curious to see what impact Moose will have on the offense. Being, you know, being back because I, I mean, I know he the offense is still clicking without him. I, I'm not saying we were doing anything bad, but he was swinging. I mean, he he had a splashdown out in uh, San Francisco the, the night after Joey Votto did it, so he was really starting to, to come on. So, um, I'm hoping the, the layoff doesn't hurt him and hopefully he can he can get back on the horse because uh, Nick Blastos is starting his two game suspension mm. for yelling bleep, yeah, which is still. Silly. Now, if you guys uh, follow my pages, I think most of you guys do follow the page, or or on. Tw- I can put it on Twitter. I don't think I put it on the page. I tweeted it out. So follow me on Twitter too, because sometimes I put stuff on Twitter that's not on the page. But Nick Castellanos was basically talking about how he, I would say, likes to hear, but but the, the Reds fans they respect an an energy, a exuberant amount of energy guy like him. You're like 
like Pete Rose, like, you know, Barry Larkin, like Chris Sabo. And I've said this a million times, Nick Castellanos, you are one of us, dude. If you ever watched my show, you are one of us. And just hearing him talk about that. And because last year he didn't know what the fans were like, you know, that was one thing he was kind of curious about. He goes, I have no idea what what Cincinnati's like because he really couldn't go anywhere and he couldn't see any of us. So I think he's finally getting his first taste of it, even though he's got to sit for two games, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. In this in this day and time where everything is just out of whack, you know, it, it doesn't blow my mind. But at the same time, you know, I've said this. I don't know if I've said this on the show, but you can watch TV at night. And you can watch sci-fi till 2 o'clock in the morning. I love horror movies, different things. You never hear the F. They bleep it all out, okay? But TNT, there, there, there's a show I like called Snowfall. I don't know if any of y'all have ever heard of it, but it comes on at 9 o'clock, my time, which is 8 o'clock in Ohio. And it is about cocaine it is about distributing it is f this f that uh call this person a certain name and that person a lot and i go to that and i think to myself so we can put our children in front of a tv unless we're not completely watching them and keeping them away from it or, or deleting it or you know you can there are things you can do but at nine o'clock, you can hear the F word like you would not believe, drugs like you would not believe. But our man says F yeah, and two game suspension. You need to learn your lesson, young man. Go to the principal where you're not raised right. I, I don't understand. I don't either. But uh Crown is actually right. Crown said Moose is on a 10 day disable list, which that just happened. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Twitter here. See, I was trying to put it up on the show here, but of course, nothing wants to work right for me. Um, but yeah, uh, C. Trent was just saying he's on the 10 day disabled list with non COVID issues. Oh, so, okay, he went from starting right before when I started the show to now he's not. So, I'm not sure what is going on, but. I- that sucks. I, I think we can handle it. I think we'll be okay, but that sucks. You getting some feedback there? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I'll try to put the picture up here. See if I can do this live on the fly here of what it's, it's, C. Trent said. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what, because he was in the in the starting rotation. Yeah. And they, they put him up there, and, and now... He's not. So, yeah, here it is. So, yeah, C. Trent. Reds place third base of Mike Moustakis on a 10-day IL with non-COVID illness and reinstate infielder Alex Blandino. So, that was as of 10 minutes ago. So, it just, like I said, literally just this is breaking news. Actually, I didn't break it. Crown did, but I appreciate you, Crown, for letting me know because I didn't know he was not uh, playing. Yeah. Crown's the man for that yeah. one right there. That was that was a big exclusive because I had no idea. And even though I think we're going to be okay, it's in games. I mean, what are what are what's he I, sick? What's he sick with? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah, it's like okay, you're going to be out for ten days. You don't have COVID. You don't have, but the flu or the cold. Uh, we're giving you ten. Why yeah. ten days? Well, you guys have to watch uh, the Reds' uh, pregame show. Well, after I get off the air, then you can go watch the pregame show. And I'm sure hopefully they'll have a, as much information as they can give you. But yeah, that kind of stinks that uh that Moose isn't playing. Uh, so we're out Moose until Moose isn't in there. So then that then and uh Cassiano. So we're out or, two of our starters uh are are not uh playing, which I mean I, like I said, I'm still as one thing about this team, they're they're deep. They got they got guys that they can put in. So not I'm not that worried about it. I think I still think we got a chance. And look, if Luis uh Luis Castillo is pitching like Luis Castillo can pitch. We're gonna be fine. That's what we'll I'm perfectly, perfectly fine. That's that. That's what I think. And the rest of the guys just keep it up. I mean, Little India, 
keep going, baby. Just keep going. Uh, you know, all, all these guys, just keep rolling. You know, it doesn't matter who's out there. It's the next man up mentality. Everybody's heard it. Everybody knows it. The Reds can do it. We're, we've already shown we can beat good teams and we can beat good pitching. Exactly. Let's do so, it. Did you, uh, did you hear, see the comment that uh, Joe freaking Burrow put out on Instagram? I've seen about 50 million pictures with him doing stuff and yeah, writing, but, but this is the best one. This is a quote from him. Oh, not the, huh, not the bottom. If you die without any scars, oh. then you never did anything worth fighting for. That's right. Yep. Boom. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yep. awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you die without any scars, then you've never did anything worth fighting for. That's no. a pretty big statement. Pretty, uh, it goes to the leadership, I think that that young man has. You it, know, you know, he's either a really smart, athletic, gifted human being, or he's got one hell of a publicist or an agent. One of the two. <laughs> Either way, well, it's a great, great quote. I believe it comes straight from him, and that is awesome. Exactly. Aviation CVG. So are you, uh, do you actually work at the CVG? Says I international airport. Uh, let's see. You got to win two or three of them. Got six tough games coming up. St. Louis and LA. I agree. I, I think it's, it's I'm not gonna say it's a must, but yeah, we, we, and we should win two out of three. I guess the dime, but we should have done in Arizona, you know? So uh, the Reds are coming down to earth a little bit. But they're still, they're still hitting the ball, and they're still the 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 thing that I like is the the mindset of hitting the ball hard and doing damage to the ball somewhere is still there, and that's still coming that's still coming around. So I, I'm not worried about that. I I, I think it's it's going to be a good game. And like I said, Diamondbacks aren't that good, so we should we should beat them. Hey, Jeremy, Crip says happy uh, 420 day, Dimebag. It is 420. Oh my lord! Would you get? Look, we are on the internet. There are cops on the internet. Okay, cops, people that come and take you and put you in jail. I don't live in Florida. I, I mean, I, I I don't live in California. I live in Alabama, where they just come whoop your ass and take you to jail. You. You want to you want to throw your address out there? <laughs> exactly right. I'm playing with you, brother. I love you. Uh, Crown, I know, dude. It's supposed to snow tonight. I know. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt earlier today out there cutting my grass, and it's supposed to freaking snow tonight here in Ohio. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of well. You're 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 down there. It's like nine thousand degrees down there, probably. I know. Jeez. <laughs> Literally. There, Jennifer's got. She's always a great contributor to the show. Uh, I think she's talking about Joe Burrow. <clears throat> Excuse me, Joe freaking Burrow. He did a podcast with Chris Consworth today. Burrow will be posted later on tonight. Twitter, Emily Parker. Ooh. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, Jennifer, whenever you find out where that is, post it to – I know you can post it to the Nation. I'm not worried about that. Put it on Strawberry Ice's page. <laughs> and, yes. and let me know where the Twitter is, and I'll, I'll retweet it. So, I because I, I would never be listening – now let's do it tonight because I might be watching the Reds game. I will be listening to it tomorrow at work or tomorrow night at work, you know, because I'm always working at like three o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Middle and I'll definitely be uh, checking it out too and sharing it, doing what I can. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's a nice little nug there, Jennifer. That's a nice little nug. Yep. I got, I got a car. She's the queen of Houday Nation. So, the queen, the queen, Jennifer, the queen, the queen of Houday Nation. <laughs> So, you're gonna watch the Reds game tonight. Can you watch it in Alabama, or, or, or are you? Uh... uh, you know what? Uh, we just got our MLB kick it or whatever they call it, MLB pass, whatever, taken off. So if it's not on the Big Ten Network or FSO, not FSO Cincinnati, but FSO, well, you, you got to have Bailey's now. It's not on. We don't have Fox Sports Ohio. It's gone. It's oh. all Bailey's. I mean, if you right. don't have that, you can't get nothing. No. 
Well, poor you, because I'll be sitting there watching the Reds game. Uh, yeah, you're down there in Alabama. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be doing this right here. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, another home run. There we go. That's how we do it. <laughs> oh, you're silly. All right, man. I think we're rolling out of here about 619. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate you guys, every single one of you guys. Uh, I know there's more than the ones that I actually mentioned, uh, but there's so many of you guys to mention. Like I said, I'd be here for 20 minutes. Just, and nobody wants to listen to me go through this group, this group, this group. But let's get through this. Hootay Nation, which is where Queen Jennifer is from. Go check them out. Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home. Bearcat Country. It's a great Bearcat group. Check it out. Uh, I should have told Chad to join that. Man, I, I have to tweet him out and say, hey, you need to join, join Bearcat Country. Um, the Ohio State Bucknuts, because that guy's a Bucknut. <laughs> and then you got the Ice Bar. It's a virtual bar. It's a show page. Lots of stuff we put on Strawberry Ice page. We put on there. We put other TikToks, silly memes, stuff like that. Uh, follow me on my Facebook page, Sports with Strawberry Ice. I have 1,017 likes, 1,103 followers on Twitter. You follow me at Sports, Sports Strawberry Ice at Jeff A. Trenopole. I have 388 followers. I'm also on TikTok and Instagram. And do me a favor. We'll be pulling a sound off. Actually, I'll be pulling a sound off this later and putting it up on the podcast. Podcast has been blown up. So if you guys miss any of the show and you're at work tomorrow or lunch or whatever, Pick the podcast on, check it out. Make sure you like, rate, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. It's on Beanpod, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. And YouTubers, we did it. Saturday, we're over a thousand subscribers now. I love it. I can't believe it. Let's keep it rolling. Let's try to get to 2,000. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. That's sports strawberry ice. And other than that, Jeremy, not known as Dimebag Dean. Will you help us roll on out of here? <laughs> Did you say roll? Roll. Oh, oh, that roll. We're rolling out of here. Rolling okay. out of here. Not rolling. My bad. My bad, guys. I'm Dimebag Dean. Remember? <laughs> he lo- crown. He loves that name. By the way, it's oh my god, god. <laughs> you're killing me. I swear. <laughs> you know what? I love it though. I love you guys. <laughs> Anyways, other than that, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati. Keep watching the show. Who day and let's kick some ass, Reds. Who day? Let's go, Reds. Bearcat fans, I think we're on the right track. Go Reds, win two out of three. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!